Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome once again to Down the Line with me, Gary Bellamy. Yes, we're back. Now, I know we've had our detractors, like all groundbreaking things uh, throughout history have had. Uh, some people have been very angry, but often that's a reaction that takes place when you don't understand something. Mm? Some of the criticism has been very hurtful, but I'm used to it. I've been doing it for years, and I've got a very broad back and lots of awards. And I've also had a little bit of counselling. Um, but I am back... And uh, I'm here to stay, so why don't you give us a call on 0800 068 7060 or email me, Gary Bellamy, defiant as ever, at downtheline at bbc.co.uk. War. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know, a lot of people say that we're anti-war. We all say we're anti-war. But is there something to be said for war? Does it have a purpose? Well, a new book out this week, War, What Is It Good For?, tries to put forward the case for war being a positive force in the world. We'll be talking to the author and hopefully getting some of your opinions on that. And chocolate. Has it all got too serious? What with all these fancy brands around now with 70% cocoa solids and organic whatever, fair trade beans and weird flavours, has, has it taken the fun out of chocolate? I like a nice bar of dairy milk myself. Maybe you think differently. Call in and let us know. And toothpaste, has it gone too far? When I was growing up, you had, I don't know, mint toothpaste, and that was it. Then they invented the striped toothpaste, right? And now we've got gels, tooth whitening pastes, organic, menthol. Where will it all end? Call in and tell us what you think on 0800 068 7060 or email on downtheline at bbc.co.uk. OK, down the line from America now, we've got Professor Tom Wiley, who has written a controversial new book on war called War, What Is It Good For?, Tom, welcome to Down the Line. Good day, sir. Now, what exactly is this book all about? Well, I am a warologist, and yeah. I make no apologies for the fact that I am a wholehearted and total supporter of war. So your book's called War, What Is It Good For? Uh-huh. What, what is war good for, in your opinion? Well, as I've stated already, I am not anti-war. Uh, war can be seen as a natural force and a force for change, a force for good. A force for growth and innovation. Mm. War can be entertaining. It can also... In what way can war be entertaining? Well, I mean, just look at the movies. Look at the way that Hollywood has exploited war, conflict, battle. I That's mean, true. Even and such... even computer games. Absolutely. I mean, these days you've got children fighting World War One, World War Two. They're fighting lots of wars. Um, I mean, do you think... It's an excellent training ground for the soldiers of the future. War, I would contend, is a crucible in which men can find out if they really are men. But do you think that... Um... Sorry, can I make one more point of course, here? We yeah. have an almost inexhaustible supply of surplus young men who are prone mm. to acts of mindless violence. Well, why not pit these mindless men against one another and allow that violence... To flourish unchecked. Do you think so? You really think... Why just not? Be, I don't want to encounter these people on the street. Why don't we remove these unsociable elements and put them where they can really express themselves violently and brutally? So they get shot? Absolutely. One brutal young man against another brutal young man. It's been going on since time began. And I feel that we have become effeminized mm-hmm. and that in the past we would quite happily go to war with another country mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. Well, we still go to war with other countries yeah, now quite we happily. we don't do it with the same sort of panache and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. We have a glorious martial 
martial history. Mm. And I don't think we should be ashamed of that. It's not something we should brush under the carpet. Do you I think, think we should get it out in the open? Yeah. Come yeah. on, there's your camp, there's my camp. Okay, guys, let's have it. Bang. Do you think that uh, war is inherent in, in, in all of us? Do you think there'll ever be a day where we don't fight anymore? Do you believe there'll be a day of peace on Earth? Gary... Let me say something to you. Mm. I would love it if we were a peace-loving uh, species, but I don't believe we are. I think Homo sapien has always been moved to violence. And uh, I, my only concern is that in recent years we've been fighting the wrong people. Well, let's, let, let's, let's look at it. You're, you're a warologist, yeah? I am indeed a warologist. If we were going to go to war now with somebody, uh -huh. who would you go to war with uh -huh. and why? And uh -huh. what benefits would we get? Right. Yeah. Uh, if, like me, you enjoy a long, drawn-out war of attrition, then I would pick a, uh, somebody like the Germans or a very tricky uh, foe in the form of the Southeast Asians, generally. If you want an easy time, of course, it's the Italians. Right. But I mean, <laughs> plucky little Denmark has a history, uh, a martial history, but these days, three days maximum, over on the whole place. Do you think we can have a war in three days and win somewhere? Denmark, a cinch. Who is the best country at war? Who are the most feared? Well, one of the most feared would have to be the Japanese, but, you know, you drop a big one on them, they shut up pretty quick. Uh, thank you very much, Tom Wiley, our guest. Uh, good luck with your book there, and uh, thanks for giving us your time. I don't know what time it is in America, but uh, thanks anyway. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of calls on that topic. And, in fact, we've got Jenny from Cheshire. Hello, Jenny, Hello. how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. And uh, what, what, what would you like to discuss? Um, I, was, I just wanted to pick up on the, on the point that you made about... Um, People thinking that chocolate's been taken too seriously. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah. I, and, and, and I just like to say, well, I don't think it is at all, because I think chocolate's a very... It's a very emotive part of people's lives, and I think it should be taken seriously, and I think it should be celebrated, and I think the more, um, the more chocolate there is out there and the more chocolate-related activities mm -hmm. and events, I think, I think the better. Do you eat a lot of chocolate yourself? Yes, I do. I would consider myself a chocoholic. I'm a member of the Chocolate Society. Right. I mean, you know, we don't say that people take wine too seriously or being a connoisseur of something like single malt whiskey or something like mm -hmm. that. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the Chocolate Society is nothing really different. It's, it's about celebrating this... This fantastic substance. And tell me, uh, what, what's your favourite kind of chocolate? Uh, I'm a big fan of milk chocolate. Yes. Um, dark chocolate would be in my kind of more sensual moments, I suppose, because oh. dark chocolate is really for the romantics and the passionate people. Yes. And white chocolate, I think, is more... Um, more for, for belly dancers, really, chocolate. isn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, no, yeah. I can say, and um, you, 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 can, you, you, uh, you can get um, a mm. layer of each in, in some chocolates, a sort of mixed... Um, I don't know what you call it, really, mixed race chocolate. Mixed race you. chocolate, all packed together in perfect harmony. All absolutely, <laughs> living side by side. Side by side. Yeah. So it's interesting, because um, do you know that uh, when you eat chocolate, it releases the same chemical in your brain that it releases when you're having sex? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. So you, I can imagine it can be quite saucy at times. Well, it can be, it can be a great... Um, Tool, at all? In the bedroom. In the bedroom? <laughs> like aid, I think. But it depends can. what you do with it, I suppose. It, it, depends, it depends what you do with it, and, and, and one shouldn't limit oneself as to what one does with it, I'd say. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. the privacy of your own home, I think you can use chocolate as, as well as you can. I suppose you can do a lot of, you can have a lot of fun with the curly whirly. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, please don't overinterpret what I'm saying, but, you know, it could happen. Okay, well, do you know what? Thanks very much for your call. That was very, very, very <laughs> okay. interesting. I'm feeling quite hot under the collar. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I've got Humphrey Milner on the phone from Sirencester. Hello, Humphrey. Yes, hello there. I think yeah. I, I, I wanted to ring in and talk to you about this, the, this business of um, 
who who we should be at war with or who yeah who would you like to be bombed by humphrey you know historically of course the, the, the great enemy of the british has been our, our, our geographically closest neighbor the the french mm. obviously across mm. the across the channel there um way back from 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 norman times right through medieval period when of course yeah. either the french kings were ruling england or we were ruling the french the hundred years world battle agent gordon all that yeah. sort of business right yes, through of, of course, course. The, the french have always always traditionally been our enemies so I, yeah. I think if we were to be to be to be bombed by someone now i, I think it should be obviously the the french and i think that they, they would do it with a, a degree of sophistication and style and culture and bring, bring a certain sense of sense of class to 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 any future future engagements between us and, and yeah but come on humphrey do you seriously think the french would have any chance in beating us well i i i think their their rugby team are pretty frightening well that's a good point i suppose what i'm saying is you know if we were to be overrun and and, and governed in a sense, by the French than, than, than by, certainly by anyone from the Middle East. I think we have a lot more in common with them, and after a few years, we'd probably sort of forget about it. Thanks very much for your call, Humphrey. My pleasure. We're talking about toothpaste, and we've got Samson on the phone. Hello, Samson. Oh, hello, Gary. Hello. Um, yes, it's, it's a marvellous discussion you are having here about mm. the toothpaste. Mm. Because there's so many flavours... You can get the ones with the stripe in it, and they have it in the tube. Sometimes they have it in the, the squeeze tumbler, in the upright thing you can yeah. squeeze it out. Yeah, we've seen right? them. And you go into the uh, supermarket, and there's so much choice and selection, and you are in a, a confusing state. You're wondering, shall I go for this? Shall I go for that? What mm. shall I do? Isn't it? Yeah, it's like you that. You're in a dilemma. It is. And what does that remind you of? It reminds you of the issue of whether or not Jesus Christ, the Lord's Saviour, right. can come into your life. Yeah. I don't understand what that's got to do with toothpaste. You're thinking about... I think you're looking for reasons to talk about God. No, no, no. Well, no, you no, are. God, we could be talking about any God. subject, like garden furniture or fridges, and you'd turn it round to talk about Christianity. Gary, 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 please. The selection, the decision you have to make, whether I have to, this toothpaste or the other... It's the same decision you have to make whether you want the Lord to come and take you. Or you cannot compare choosing God to choosing Mentadent P. I can hear it now. You are, you are, you are the son of Beelzebub. No. Beelzebub is telling you, let, come with me into the Let me ask you a question. Let me, hey, one second. Samson, rather... one second. If Jesus Christ comes back, second coming and all that, let me ask you a question. What toothpaste would he choose? What toothpaste would Jesus Christ choose when he returns, if he returns, what for his second coming? What are you talking about? Don't be cheeky. Jesus Christ, the Lord Saviour, is a miracle worker. His teeth are glistening forever. He is a saviour of all mankind. And teeth. Thanks he very much for your call. Whatever. Please don't. OK, I've got uh, Wendy from Fr- Frinton-on-Sea. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Gary. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Listen, right? I've been listening to your show for weeks. I love it. You really are a silly basket. You're yeah. a silly basket, aren't oh, you? You're I know, a silly I know. basket. I know. But I was uh, leaning up about toothpaste. Yeah. I've never brushed my teeth. No, not no, one day it's gone past and I brush my teeth. Never do me any harm. Never do me any harm. Well, how many teeth have you got? Four and a half. You've only got four and a half teeth. How can you have half a tooth? They're beauties. They are beautiful. They are really, really beautiful teeth. Right, well, thanks very much for your call. Little pearly whites. All right, lovely. Thanks for your call. I'm going to let you know, you silly basket.
Okay, my next call is Polly Jones from Epping. Hello, oh, hello. Po- hello, Polly. Hello. Uh, what, do you, what we're talking about war, yes? Yeah, and yeah. Who do you think we should go to war with? Well, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm not totally political or anything like that, but mm. I just think that there's not a lot of support for the Iraq War because there's not really an awful lot we're going to get from it. There's not a lot we're going to get from it. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot we're going to get from invading Iraq, is there? What about well, what about uh, removing a dictator, which we've done, and uh, getting some oil? I know, but I think I, I think people are really. I think society is based on a much more "what's in it for me" kind of mm. um, thing, and I, I, I honestly think there'd be a bit more support if you if you invaded somewhere. It, it always interests me when someone rings up and says, "I'm not very political," but then they make a political I statement. Think there's nothing sort of culturally or socially or economically about uh, about. Iraq that we would want as a country. So the where would you like to invade instead? Then where would you think? I, I mean, it's just I mean, look, just for example, like if we went mm. to Italy or something. Yeah. There's an awful lot that we could take from that country. There's, yeah, and of course it'd be quite easy, know, wouldn't it? Painting from the old masters, there's fine treasures. There's there's an awful lot of cultural stuff we could amass. But mm. in Iraq, what are we going to bring back? Nothing. But, but, we, we, but we're not going. Yes, yeah, well, we're not going. We don't go to war just to bring things back, do no, we? No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm ju- I'm, look, I'm just saying it was just a question you said. If you if you ask quite a lot of those people that that marched against uh, the war in Iraq, I wonder if a lot of them would say, "Well, because actually, what's the point?" Well, but, what, so where would you? Well, if we invaded France, we get the Mona Lisa. What if what if we invaded Iraq, right, and we we claimed it? So we, it was then our country, like we used to do in the lo- you know in the days of the Honestly, empire. Honestly, I think unless Ryanair went there, there wouldn't be much point. Okay, uh, got Major Brian Orr on the phone from Buckinghamshire. Hello, Major. Hello there. Hi, what's your question? Well, it's not so much a question mm. really. It was just to bring up about war, really. And right. I'm just saying I'm all for it. I was in the army for 37 years, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed every day, and, and so did my men, those immediately below me. I can't speak for everyone in the army, of course. And things wars change now. It's not. It's not as fun as it was. It's become. It's become well, blurred. What's, what's fun about war? Well, the uniforms, uh, the respect of the men, uh, mm. valor, combat, all those things. I don't have to justify war to you. Have you fought in any wars at all? Of course, I have. Which one? The Falklands. The Falklands War. Yes. Well, I say I actually fought. I didn't see action. I was in charge of clearing the seaweed. We've got Nelson Thomas. Hello. Hello, Nelson. Yes, hello. hello. You're asking this question, aren't you? Who should we be at war with? Yes. I find it absolutely outrageous that you could ask such a question. Don't, Why? Uh, well, it's, uh, who should we be at war with? Who should we be at war with? Is it Radio 4? The phrase should be, with whom should we be at war? Not, who should we be at war with? Is that it? That's it. Thank you very much. OK, uh, I've got uh, Fiona now. Hello, Fiona. You're down the line. Hello. Hello there. Hello. I was just ringing in because... Um, you know, this, the thing about toothpaste and everything, it yeah. just made me think about um, how it'd be funny to write a poem about it. OK. So, here we go. When you go down the town today, you are faced with a wide array, rows and rows of pastes and cream designed to make your pearlies gleam. Fluoride bleaching, oral protection, fresher breath or plaque detection, cavity preventative, toothpaste for the sensitive, mouthwash and tongue scraper, breath spray, what a caper. Floss or mate and mint... Sorry, sorry, I'll carry on. Floss or tape and minty sticks, they used to make the paste from bricks. According to the internet, a fact you might want to forget is that the Romans used a paste and it was human urine-based. I think we have come quite away since the brick or urine day. Mm. But save us, please, from all the dross. We just want one paste and some floss. 
That's unbelievable. Do you know what's so good about that is you rhyme some very, very complicated words. I can't remember exactly what they were now, but I had ifs on the end of them. And I also find it very fascinating to find out that urine was actually used as a toothpaste. Well, it was based on human urine. I think they kept it for quite a while in a pot because I was looking it up. Well, listen, thanks very much for your call. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Great, great radio there. Kind of reminiscent of, uh, of Home Truths. And I'm sure the late, great John Peel will be looking down with a wry smile on his face. Wasn't he great, Peely? Eh? A radio colossus. Though I have to say, a lot of the music he played was absolute crap. Total codswallop. This is Down the Line. I'm Gary Bellamy. We're live on Radio 4. Give us a ring. 0800 068 7060. Or you can email us on the email, which is uh, down the line at bbc.co.uk. Hey, you doing all right? I'm fine, thanks. Who's this? Morris. Hello, Morris. Where are you from? I'm Morris from London. I thought I'd talk to you about the Second World War. OK. That was one whole big conflict, man. It was. There's all kinds of weapons involved in it. People died. Yeah. Got Gordon Rust on the phone now from Bank. Not Bank as such. The no. um, Oh, it's near Bank. Uh, it, well, just off Bank. Bank, um, bank in London. Oh, yeah, no, it's Bank in London, but not the actual... Ba- I mean, I say banks, not many people know the the place. It's the um, it's a small... <laughs> it's quite close to Bank. Um, right. Oh, it's just on my mind's gone blank. That's so all right, that doesn't matter. What, what are you ringing about? Um... Uh, what country, uh, if you, you know, uh, who would you rather have a war with? You know, oh, that's country. right, yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, I've, uh, you know, this is a very personal view, but I mean, mm. the, 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 you know that uh, the country I would, well, it's not actually a country as such. It's, right. Um, but you know those, um, that bloke, oh, what's it, was, they made a film about it. It was, um, you know, the one where he's, he's, he's stuck in the, on, the, on, the, on the island and they, <sighs> he's trying to, um, you know, Al- not, Escape not, from Alcatraz. Um, no, not that one. The um, the other one. Shawshank um, Redemption. No, yeah, no, it was like Shawshank Redemption, but not that one. They had the bloke who died. You know, they he had to take the the. Um, what country are you talking about? You know, oh, it's very hot. France, Japan. No, 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 no. Middle oh, East. No, there was Africa. a war in there. They made a, there was a musical written about it in on the West End. You know that girl. Oh, marvelous voice. Who would you like to have a war with? Oh well, that, well that's what I'm, that's what I'm coming to. The uh, right. I can't stand that it's like, they're not actually. They're, I wouldn't say they've actually got their own country, but it's, they're a people more than the. Than so a, you mean like what, like the Kurds? No, 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 not the Kurds. No, no, not the Kurds, but like the Kurds. You know all the. You okay. know, I mean, I, it, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's the one with the. Um, oh dear lord! Well, what do they look like? Well, you know that film. Oh, what oh was it? come the on! One with, the one with that. The lasting month of May. Uh, <sighs> Just think of the name of the country. I know the name of the country. It's just slipped my tongue. That's what I was, I was phoning up about. Uh, that, my mind's gone completely blank. Well, listen, that one. why don't you get your mind sorted out and give us a ring back when you've remembered, yeah? Yeah? Thanks for your call. Belgium. OK, we're now going to go to our caller. Uh, on the line, we've got Matt Hopkirk from Stevenage. Hello, Matt. Is that you? Are you there? Hello. Hello. My mate reckons that um, they're bringing out a new t- box of chocolates called Equality Street. Right? Where they have black chocolates, white chocolates, and like, you know, like, I don't know, little disabled chocolates. That's just mad, Gary. Do you think? I think it's a good idea. Oh, come on, that's just political correctness gone mad. Oh, but listen, it's great. I, I think it's a good thing, don't you? Really? No, all that PC stuff, that's political correctness gone mad. Yeah, but, but, but listen, the political correctness has been around for a long time now. You must be used to it. I don't mind. If the chocolates taste nice, I don't mind. I just think... It's political correctness gone mad, isn't it? Well, thanks for your call. I'm sure we'll have a lot of opinions on that. OK. Hello. 
Hello, uh, Gary. Uh, yes. I, I've got an opinion about the uh, the chocolate thing. Is chocolate uh, taken too seriously? Now, mm. uh, shut it! Sorry? I'm sorry, my dog. But... Shut it! Will you shut it? Okay. Chocolate. Shut it! Uh, chocolate. Sorry, soda, chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think. It, will you <laughs> shut it? Uh, I, I'm sorry, Gary. The the dog. Uh, now, uh, yeah, the. Ch- we shut it. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. What's your, what's your point about, about chocolate? Yeah, uh, I think the serious point about mm. chocolate. Yeah. Shut it! Jesus. Shut it! Right now, yeah. uh, the chocolate uh, issue. Yes. We'll take it back. Shut it! Oh. Will you shut right. it? Thanks, thanks, Rex. Thank you for your call. Shut it! All right. Thank you. Shut it! Okay, my next caller is Rebecca Frost. That's right. I'm uh, ringing up about toothpaste. Mm. I was listening to the the lady reading the beautiful poem. Oh yeah, it was sweet, wasn't it? And I uh, mouthwash with urine myself. Right. It's got a lot of ammonia. It's very good for whitening mm. the teeth. It's very good for oral hygiene, Is it? for plaque and bacteria. It can't be much fun for your friends and family. They drink their own. They make their own. They drink their own. You got to drink your own. You can't drink you, anybody else's. Do you drink it or just gargle it and spit I, it out? Well, I do this. One moment, I just got a fresh bed. What? You're actually doing it now? Right, we are breaking boundaries here on Radio 4. On down the line, there is a woman gargling urine live. Okay, I get the idea now. Thanks very much for your call, Rebecca. This must be a first for Radio 4. I, I can't even imagine even the most out-there pirate radio stations, not, not even Howard Stern, have ever done anything, anything quite like that before. Uh, although, come to think of it, that's the kind of thing they do on Woman's Hour every week these days. Um, OK, I've got some emails here. Um, I've got one from Jim Legg uh, in Berwick-upon-Tweed, who says his favourite war was the Cod War. And if you were to go to war with anyone, it might as well be with the Cod. Uh, good point there, Jim. In fact, I don't think any cod got killed either. Uh, also, an email here from Jessica Minton, who says that she thinks that Jesus must have used the toothpaste that uh, gives you the ring of confidence. Something to do with halos there, I think. Uh, Matt, have we got any better emails? No. All right, let's go back to the phones. OK, next call is David Healy from Ed- Ennington. What, what are you calling about? I'm calling about this business about who we should rather be bombed by. Which I think is absolutely ludicrous thing. You know, if we were going to be bombed by someone, surely we wouldn't want it to be someone who could do it well, like the Germans. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. I would say if we were going to be bombed by someone, we should be bombed by someone who actually wouldn't be able to make a very good bomb at all. You That's know, a good point. Not one of the civilised countries. I think, you know, if we, we, I would say, I would have said in the past, I would have said... Hong Kong or Korea, you know, made in Hong Kong or made in Korea used to be a sign, but these days these countries are doing extremely well. They're doing better than us in their manufacturing. We would not want a bomb from Korea on our doorstep. Exactly. So I would say, you know, where would you say you want a bomb that's not going to go off, don't you? You want a bomb that that actually isn't going to work very well. And I think, obviously, one would choose Nigeria. Right. I mean, one wouldn't buy a television that said made in Nigeria on it, would it? One wouldn't buy um, a Nigerian car. Not. I'm, I'm sure they're perfectly good people. I'm not saying mm. anything against the Nigerians, but their manufacturing base mm. is really nothing to be applauded, I don't think. No. So I would say if we were going to be bombed, let it be for Nigerians, because I don't think any of the bombs would go off. Thanks very much for your call. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, David. OK. Hold on. I'm just... Yeah. Carry on. Hello, uh, I've got Louis on the line. Hello, Louis. Yes, hi. Hi. Yes, I wanted to talk about toothpaste. Okay. And it's, it's an amazing thing about the human brain. Mm. 
because you've got 9-11 and global warming and and major things. Yeah, major. And despite all the uh, major events of the world, I remember seeing the first advert for toothpaste with stripes, I think in the 60s. Mm. And the brain can sort of be niggled away, you know, is there anything in these stripes? Mm. So yeah. I thought I'd do a controlled experiment. Oh, good. So here I've got, if I can be your eyes, yeah. I'm just squeezing out some family toothpaste. Okay. On a on a saucer. Right. What I'm doing now, it's got it's white with blue stripes. Okay. Now I'm going to first of all taste the white bit. Okay. Hold on. What's it taste like? Hmm. Minty? Well it'd be mint mint. Now the blue. Hold on. You tasted it yet? Hmm. And tastes very similar. Very similar. Now, what I'm going to do now is stir it round. Okay, so you make a kind of a pale blue paste. Well, that's T- what you'd think. But mm. I've not done this before on purpose, just so that you know, you know that I'm as surprised as you are. Okay, things should happen that we're not expecting. Spon- spontaneous. Hold on. Yes, you're right. It's the most. <laughs> It's a blue paste. Brilliant. But, you know, just because it tastes not much different, you don't know about the function of the blue stripe, because apparently the blue stripe is for kind of fresh breath normally, and the white paste is for the actual teeth. It's just one of these marketing ploys. And the other thing is... Yeah? I mean, I could try and take this tube apart and see how the stripes get there. Well, I tell you what, that is a good idea. Why don't you do that and it- ring us back... Yes. And tell us what the, how the, what the stripes do look like inside. Do I get a refund for the toothpaste? No. Just ring us back in a couple of minutes, all right? OK. OK, my next call is Nicole from Billericay. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Gary. Hi. Toothpaste. We've got one in this. Tartar, that. 24-hour protection. Placatec. Placnet. Fresh and spread. Fart stick, hey? mm. They'll be selling a toothpaste that cures AIDS next. <laughs> I don't think so. Although, it would be good. Thanks. Thanks very much for your call. OK, we've got Tom Skinner on the phone now from Hunt Stanton. Hello, Tom. Hello. You're through to down the line. Hello. Hello. Right, I tell you, uh, the people we should be at war at... Yes. Uh, right, I tell you the people for who, who we should be at war at, it's the council, see? Now, we lived in this village since 9999. Now, since there's when? always been... 9999. Now, there's always been a post office here, right there, since 8904. Now, nobody okay. said nothing, nobody done no. nothing, nobody hit nobody over the head with a spade, nor nobody nothing in there. No. In 2003 to 4 to 5, didn't the council what, come Sorry, along? what? Where? The council, they come along, and they put two and two together, and they made 999. Well, they pushed over the post office, didn't they? No, it's just a rubbly old nunk. A and rubbly we gotta old go, what? we got to go, let me finish, please. we got to go 5 to 10 to 14, not 99, just to get a stamp. So that's who we should be at war with, it's the council. Thanks very much. Right, my next call is from a pancreatic surgeon who wants to talk to us about toothpaste. Uh, hello, Mr Fenwater. Now, say what you like about this country, I can very easily go a week without love, but I wouldn't want to go a week without toothpaste. Right. No, in an emergency, one can use salt, twigs, gravel, or fine sharp sand. OK. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. OK, I've got... Uh, Louis on the line. Hello, Louis. Yes, if you remember, a few minutes ago I was doing the toothpaste experiment. Yep. And I've managed to cut the bottom off and Brilliant. slice it up the side. Yep. 
to get a look at how the stripes are... Um... Got to be quick, we're running out of time. Yeah, hold on, yes, it looks like... Sorry, we've got to run out of time. Thanks very much for your call. Uh... Thanks for down the line. We'll be back next week for another edition. See you soon. Oh.